you pick and pigskin winners out there. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Pick and Pigskin Winners here on the Aaron Torres Media Network. Of course, I am Wes Easley, one of your hosts at Loafing It on Twitter, and the senior sports editor, the senior sports analyst, the senior sports fantasy expert is what I like to call him, even though he says he's not an expert. John Frisella at Legend Sports 7 on Twitter. How you That's doing? That's right. That's right, partner. I say I'm not an expert because you know how it is in fantasy football. I mean, we can analyze it any which way, but it's predicting the future. You're picking players without knowing what their stats are actually going to be. So I don't like to say expert, but hey, we got experience, right? Yeah, we do have experience. We've been doing this for a long time. And speaking of a long time, John, you have your record this year is, is starting to get very long in the tooth on the win side. You are 45-34-1. and one. one push last week, I think the Cincinnati Bengal and the Green Bay Packer game at the time of our picks, it ended up pushing at that at that time last week or, or after the game concluded. So very good record last week, John, or last week, this year, everything, John. Yeah, I mean, this is a surprise. I'll be honest with you, right? I mean, we're... We're the pros. We've been doing it a long time. We're giving out professional advice here. But when you're picking every game, even I'm surprised to be 11 games over 500, right? If you're really good and you know what you're doing consistently and you're do- you're picking every single game, if you're six or seven games over, that's very good. So, I mean, I hope this can continue. I hope everybody's getting winners off the show. Um, and don't forget 13 and five on my lock picks, which is like, you're cleaning up if you're getting this free picks. <laughs> and there's people out there paying for picks. You know what I mean? Yeah. These crazy people are paying for picks. You know, just tune into our show, Picking Picks and Winners. You get the picks for free. We'll win a lot of money for you. And, and you say every game. We're not just picking every game. We're picking every game against the spread. That's mm-hmm. a huge difference than just trying to pick winners each and every week. Because, you know, you could do that and be 11 games over 500, I believe. Yeah, you could. And, that, and that's something that a lot of people do. That's like as people work their way up you know, to doing it with the spread, they'll do a pool where they just pick the winner straight up. And we did that last year, right? We had fun. We yeah. did that with some of our friends, but uh, you know, that's, that's not for the pros. That's for the little guys. This is, <laughs> this is for the big time in the big leagues. It says pick and pick skin winners pro edition. That's what that is. Hey, I was 10, five and one last week, I believe 10, maybe 10, six and one after the Ravens just couldn't get that last little point. I missed it by just a little bit, John. You thought it was in the bag and you weren't sweating it at all, but I almost got that one right last week on the Monday night game. Woo, I wasn't sweating at all because, you know, Indianapolis, of course, they were getting seven and a half points and they were kind of on cruise control, winning the whole game. And I figured even if they do blow it, which, of course, was a possibility, we knew that they weren't just going to coast all the way for a victory, especially where the, Raven, the Ravens have been playing in the fourth quarter lately and in the second half. But uh, I knew it would get close, but they wouldn't break that spread. So I literally didn't sweat. I marked that as a win in the third quarter. Well, you can find all this information over to AaronTorresOnline.com. John is always writing articles over there. Austin Montgomery is dropping articles. Our DFS Flash expert, uh, J.B. Barry, who who's a proud papa now, John. That's a, that's a cool thing to know, uh, is, is putting a DFS Flash podcast together each and every week. And Aaron Torres himself is doing podcasts. He's writing articles. And the whole team over there has got a lot of content dropping into AaronTorresOnline.com each and every day. Make sure you make that a regular part of your routine. Uh, bookmark it on your phone, bookmark it on your computer, and just check it out each and every day. John, this week we got a lot of big games. I, I call them big games. I think they're big games. Like mm-hmm. It starts off against with Tampa Bay at Philadelphia, right? Tampa Bay at Philadelphia. Tampa Bay was favored at the start of everything by seven and a half points. That's dropped to six and a half. The point total for the game was at 50 and a half points. Now it's dropped down to 52 and a half. Johnny Fire, that's what I'm going to call you. Johnny Fire, pick and fire. 
What do you think about this game? Because I, I, I think last week on the podcast, even I said, wow, that's only 50 and a half. Take the over, take the over. Now that it's gone up two and a half points, I'm going, Ooh, Tom Brady's got a little hurt finger or a hurt thumb. And I'm going, ah, maybe not the over. I still lean the over in this game, John, but I'm not quite sure about that six and a half points. Woo, man, this is a tough one. Let me tell you what a way to start it off, because I'll tell you something. And it's good to lay out at the beginning of the show. This is the time of the year where the lines makers really start to lock in and also the sharp betters really start to lock in. So the first couple of weeks, you know, week one, we, we have a lot of information from the offseason that can help us make some winning picks in week one. But then after that, it gets murky and it gets muddy and everybody gets a little bit confused. And that includes the lines makers and the pros out there. So now everybody's starting to lock in. So my point is when I see 29% on the Eagles in a home game, in a national TV game, mm-hmm. the sharp pick for sure is going to be the Eagles. The sharps are going to be on that. Now, here's my trouble, and this is the conflict in this game. Man, Jalen Hurts, I watched that whole Philadelphia game because you know they were a lock pick for me last week, which ended up being a win. However, it was not pretty. It was no. very hard to watch the Eagles offense sputter around as Sam Darnold was throwing pick after pick after pick, and it took the Eagles forever to cover the spread because they played so bad, and they still covered the spread. So that's my issue is you put Jalen Hurts against a Bucks defense that is looking for a game to be hungry, right? Because they've been getting picked apart. They have right. six injuries on their defensive roster right now. It's a rough go. This is a very rough go for Philadelphia because I think Tampa Bay is due for a good defensive performance. So I, overall for the show, I think I'm going to go sharp. But this first game, I'm going to go Tampa Bay because I just have no faith. I don't think they're going to score. I don't know if Philadelphia is going to score more than 10 points in this game. I like Philly's defense. I think it's very underrated. You talk about Darnold throwing interceptions a time and time again last week. And Philadelphia has been one of those teams that has been able to play good defense. I like the zone uh, reads that their defensive backs are trusting in each other. So I think Tampa Bay is going to have a tough time moving the ball in a short week. I like Philadelphia against that defense. I think Jalen's going to be able to air it out a couple of times. I'll take Philadelphia. I'll take the points at home, raucous environment. I'll take that and I'll lean the over still on that one, John, because I don't like I I I I think both of these teams are going to be able to score. Uh, I just like Philly's defense to be able to play good enough to keep them in the game. All right. Well, I mean, it started off well for you last week, and that ended up being the difference between our two records. So you did win that Thursday game. We went against each other, and then you beat me by one game for the week. So maybe you're going to try to repeat this week, Patna. Well, I'm undefeated on Thursday nights, John. Woo! Mr. Thursday night. Yeah, well, I just started counting last week. So that's, that's you know, one of those things. You know, I, I don't know what happened before then. But I just started counting last week. Miami against the Jaguars. This game is started out at two and a half point favorite on Miami. It's a three point favorite now on Miami. The game total was at 45 and a half. Now the game total is at 47 and a half. John, I don't like either one of these teams. I wish I could take this game and throw it up and crumble it up and throw it in the trash like we talk about. But we pick the winners here to our best of our ability. I don't know if either one of these team, two, two teams are winners. I almost want to say this is going to be a tie when it's all said and done, John, because I don't like either one of these teams. I will lean. I will lean the Jaguars. I think they're due for a win, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I have to say I'm with you on this one, partner, because you know what I call it. I call it an opportunity game. There are teams that know really deep down inside how many wins they really have in them, right? And we know, as we said early in the year, Jacksonville doesn't have many. Out of 17 games, if they get lucky, they'll win four, right? So now they haven't won one, and they've had a couple close ones, and some things are starting to click, not everything, 
but a little thing here and there starting to come together for Jacksonville. Here's the way I look at it. It's either Brissett's last game as a starter, right? Because worst case scenario for Miami, they have Tua back next week where he's going to be extra aggressive and try to make a, you know, make a spark on his way out. Or it's going to be Tua's first game back because it's still undecided at the quarterback position. And I don't think he's going to come in smooth. I don't think he's going to come in strong. So this is the opportunity for Jacksonville in the Florida rivalry, right? Jacksonville and Miami right. in a home game for Jacksonville to say, this is our time. It's 40, 47% on Jacksonville and Miami's the favorite. So to me, it's a home dog. It's a 47%. They're due for a win. I'm taking Jacksonville. If there's any pictures of Urban Meyer floating around on the internet at a pub, this game is thrown in the trash. We don't have to pick it. Okay, John, I'll just tell you that right now. <laughs> we don't have to. Hey, this one, <laughs> Houston at Indianapolis. I didn't have a point total when I looked at this last, and I think it was because the game hadn't played, Indianapolis hadn't played yet. So when I started doing my pre-work, all I saw was a 48-point game total. I didn't see who was favored on that because it didn't have a favorite at that time uh, on DraftKings Sportsbook. But now the game total has dropped to 43 at DraftKings Sportsbook, and Indianapolis is favored by a whopping nine and a half points. Houston is getting no respect. Houston has been... In, they, they aren't they aren't packing it up. They aren't sending it in yet, John. I don't think. I, I I know you really like Indianapolis. I know you like what they're building on right there. Do you like them enough to cover the nine and a half points this week? Oh man, this is a tough one. That was a tough pill to swallow for Houston, right? Yeah. I I'll be the first one to admit it. I was texting all the Jet fans, ha ha, the Patriots are not real because they don't have Tom <laughs> Brady, so they're gonna be one and four. Houston was running up the score. Davis Mills was dancing around. Everything was looking good. Before you know it, they couldn't move the ball anymore and they couldn't get a stop. And they blew that game last week. So that was a tough pill to swallow for the Houston Texans and their fans last week. So the problem here is the line opened at 11 and a half. It's going down in the nine range, nine and a half now. Uh, I think it's enough points for me to give Houston one last go around, right? I think if it was maybe seven or less, I'd go Indianapolis in a home game because I know their defense is going to generate about two turnovers minimum in this game here. And Davis Mills... If you read the reports, I happen to watch the game, so I don't need to read the reports. But if you do, a lot of people think that was a lucky three touchdowns for him last game. There were some balls that were like an inch for being picked. There was a ball that was tipped that turned into a 20-yard gain. So they were saying, you know, that'll even out. As much as I like him in general, right, I think for a guy who had to come in, there was Watson originally, then there was Tyrod, and now it's him. I think overall he's doing a good job, but maybe he's not ready on the whole. So, you know, I'm worried about him in terms of fantasy production. If you're in a league with two quarterbacks, I don't think I can use Davis Mills in this game. But for the spread at nine plus, this is my last shot for Houston. I'm going to take them to cover the spread. This is a tough game for me, too, because Indianapolis, that was a demoralizing loss they had on on Monday night. You know, they had that game in the bag and I, I turned it off, actually, because I just all I could do is keep hearing you and Pee Wee laughing at me. You know, that's all I could do is hear you guys laughing at me. big. And then uh, and, and the way they lost that game, I mean, just just one thing after another. But I trust that Indianapolis is strong enough mentally to rebound from that. Uh, Frank Wright can get his team over that that hump. And, and you know, Carson Wentz, man, he's got to be strong mentally to be able to continue each and every week through all the turmoil that he's had over the last couple of seasons. But I think nine and a half is just is it, it's just a little bit too much for me. I'm going to lean Houston. I wish I didn't have to pick this game because I don't like that nine and a half points on a short week for Indy. So uh, I'll take Houston on that. Yeah, that's a difficult game. You know, it's a division game. You got two teams that are kind of hard to read. It's a very in-between line. Of course, that's one of the ones that if you're betting on your own uh, and doing so safely, I would lay off that game. I wouldn't touch it. 
Yeah, and and, and 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 typically Indianapolis and against Houston, like you said, interdivisional game, and typically the home team who's favored in that situation with a team as bad as Houston is, they kind of start sleepwalking through the first half. Too, I, I could just see this really being a close closer game than nine and a half points. Green Bay at Chicago, John, the public is pretty smart, right? I mean, I, I'm going to say the public is pretty smart. Usually, we want to take a run from the games where the public is 75% or higher, you know, go the opposite of the public. Mm-hmm. 75% of the money's coming in on the Green Bay Packers. They were favored by four and a half to start. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbooks has them still favored by four and a half points. The game total started out at 47. It's dropped down to 44 and a half. I, I, I got to take Green Bay in this one, John. I, I keep saying that. I keep saying I'm going against my Bears. I'm going against my Bears. Last week might have been a little fluky because of all the Raiders situation that broke all the news that broke out about John Gruden at the end of last week. So I'm going to take that victory with Chicago, I, and I'm going to rejoice. But I'm also going to know I'm going to put a little asterisk by it and go, okay, something was really goofy that week. So I'm going to still take Green Bay this week uh, and the four and a half points. I'll, I'll, I think they can cover that. Well, back to my opening on this show. I mean, this is a week where you got to look for some sharp plays. That's just my opinion. 25% in a home game in a division rivalry, Chicago, mm-hmm. only 25% on them. And now, of course, we use DraftKings Sportsbook. But hey, if you're doing research, you can look around and just get an idea of what the climate is like. Every other book has it at four and a half. Nobody is different. And yet it's 75% on Green Bay. So right now, it's a sucker's bet all the way to take Green Bay. They're reeling you in saying, hey, the line's four and a half, and it's staying there. It's not going anywhere. So go ahead and keep putting your money on Green Bay. So this is the first one on the board out of four games where it's a sharp play. It's 25% on Chicago in a home game. They tend to surprise people over and over. As you know, it's never pretty. There's there's usually a turnover or two in the first half. There's a weird special teams play. You say, oh, it's the same old Bears. They're terrible. Then you look up at the final score. You go, wait. Either they won by three or they lost by three. How is it possible? Any, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Anything with Matt Nagy, it's an ugly game, and then it ends up being close at the end. So, I, I mean, I find it hard to believe they're going to win the game straight up. So it feels like, to me, this is one of those games, especially after all that drama with Mason Crosby and the field goal kicking. This feels <laughs> like a game for him to redeem himself where he gets the win. He did get the winner last week, but it took him four tries to do it. <laughs> this time he's going to do it on the first try. Green Bay wins it by three. Chicago Bears cover the spread at home. I didn't think Aaron Rodgers was going to let him go back out there. I, honestly, I thought Aaron Rodgers was going to line up in the kicking position himself and try to kick it through the field, <laughs> through the uprights. I, I hear you on that one. I don't think he's going to think Aaron Rodgers is going to let this game get close. Really just such a one-dimensional team from the wide receiver standpoint for Green Bay. So I I, I don't know. I, I don't like that game, I, 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 but I'm, I'm taking Green Bay. Kansas City is in the corner. They're licking their wounds, John. They're li- yeah. wicked. They got smoked by Buffalo. That game wasn't even close. And now they got to travel to Washington and play the Washington football team. Kansas City was favored by six and a half. Today, DraftKings Sportsbooks has it at six and a half. And Washington, or the, the point total was at 50 and a half. John, that's gone all the way up to 55 and a half points. 55 and a half. That's getting way up there. I don't think it's done going up yet at, at this point, John. Six and a half. That's a really weird number for me. That's a weird number. I want to hear what you have to say before I give you my pick. Well, I can tell you that the fact that the line jumped so quickly on the over-under to 55 and a half is a very good sign for Washington, right? What that means is very simple. It's going to be a back-and-forth game. Both teams are going to score at will. At the end of the day, Kansas City's not going 2-4 and four against Washington. But <laughs> the good news for the betters is 
Washington's 14% on them right now in terms of public betting. Washington's going to cover the spread. You got back-to-back sharp games here. There's no way you're losing both. I can tell you that right now. If you take Chicago at home with the points and you take Washington at home with the points, you're guaranteed to go one and two. You probably win both, right? So it's a sharp play on Washington. This one's a textbook back and forth. Kansas City wins it by four or wins it by three. Washington covers the spread at 14%. Two sharp plays in a row. Pick them. Picking pigskin winners. Okay, I like that. I, I took Washington. I have Washington written down too. I, I was going to see if you could persuade me otherwise because I know you like the Kansas City Chiefs a lot, but I also know that you and I have talked about how Kansas City just sticks around, sticks around, sticks around. Let's the other team stick around, stick around, stick. And if Tyreek Hill's not healthy this week, I think Patrick Mahomes might really, really struggle trying to find that next receiver. Travis Kelsey, something just doesn't look right. I, I think I think his back's messed up or something. I saw in an injury report, but something just doesn't look right there between those two yeah well Travis Kelsey got a stinger at the end of the game which I don't know if that'll linger into this game here Tyreek has the knee injury uh Chris Jones is the key to the whole team right as much as we talk about offensive players when Chris Jones is not out there anchoring the defense you could just shred this team apart I do think they'll rebound right so the funny part is I'm taking the under I'm not, I'm not taking over 55 and a half in this game. I'm taking the under, but I do believe Washington will cover the spread. I think the Chiefs defense is actually going to rebound, even mm. though the line is going up. So I think it'll be a little bit lower scoring, but it will be the right bracket for Washington to cover and KC to win the game straight up. Minnesota goes to Carolina to play Carolina. I know you like this game. I, I just, I, I can, I, this has John Fursella written all over it because it has Sam Darnold in this game right here. And I know you don't trust the Carolina Panthers at all, but I'm going to tell you this. The Carolina Panthers started out this week as three point favorites. It's crossed. Minnesota is now one and a half point favorites. The game total has dropped from 47 and a half down to 46. John, I want to take Minnesota on the road. You made me a convincer of that. You convinced me of that last week that I needed to do that. You told me Carolina, that that record is not believable. But if CMC comes back and plays this week, he'll have a day against Minnesota all day, all night. He'll have a day. I, if, 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 he plays, I want to take Carolina for sure because I'm getting one and a half points. If he doesn't play, I'm still going to take Carolina, John. I don't care what you say. Wow, I am surprised. Well, let me tell you this. I like Chicago and I like Washington. Those are two nice picks as far as I'm concerned. First lock on the board, I'm taking Minnesota. I don't even have to think twice. Did, did you see, I don't know if you've seen any of the articles. Carolina supposedly, right, allegedly, is having internal conversations about moving on from Darnold already. That's how bad he is. So I'm going to take my victory lap. They're talking about the Sean Watson, by the way. That's a name that's come up for Carolina. Take my victory lap. The guy is who he is. Like I've said a million times, he's not terrible. He's definitely worthy of a backup quarterback in the NFL, which means he's in the top 64. So good for him. He's one of the top 64 quarterbacks in the world. But he's not fixing the problem that Carolina has, which is they need a long-term quarterback. And they're, they went from 3-0 and to 3-2 and because he's terrible. And it's not a surprise that he did that while McCaffrey was out because he was leaning on McCaffrey when he was in there, right? So all that makes complete sense. Now, comment about Minnesota. We had for a while said, you know, we kind of throw Minnesota in there with Seattle in the sense that Seattle, before Russell Wilson got hurt, was a very offensive team. Minnesota, we like the weapons. We like Cousins giving it to Jefferson and Thielen and Dalvin Cook when he's there. If not, it's Madison, right? So we like that. But Minnesota's defense starting to come back around now. Four or five years ago, they were good. Then they had a lull. Now they're starting to come back around. 
So you put this Minnesota defense against Darnold right now, I don't care if McCaffrey's back. It's a guaranteed two turnovers in this game. And like we said, the line crossed over from three. It went over to one, one and a half, depending on where you're looking. So I'm taking Minnesota as a lock. Okay, we are opposed again. Well, again, we're opposed. That's three in a row, John. We're not seeing eye to eye this week. And that's okay, because that's what we do at AaronTorresOnline.com. We give our opinions over there, and then we let you guys try to decipher through them or decipher through them and, and, and sift through them and just see which ones are right and then make fun of John whenever he's wrong. What we do here, John, though, on picking big skin winners, we look at the game lines, right? We, we try to read these things each week. These are like our tea leaves of where the games open up at and where they are whenever we end up picking them. Mm-hmm. Also, we look at what the public is doing. And John, this week, the Los Angeles Chargers are going to Baltimore. And they're able to stay at home. Baltimore's able to stay at home after that big victory last week. 94% of the public is traveling with Los Angeles to Baltimore, and they are putting all their money on those Los Angeles Chargers. John, this is one where we want to run away from it. But I'll tell you the truth. When I watched Baltimore and their defense last week, I was sitting there thinking, because I knew this game was coming up, the Chargers are going to just carve them up left and right. I want to take the Chargers in this one. They are actually three. Uh, well, let's, let's, let's start out this week. Baltimore was favored by five and a half. It's dropped down to three. The game total was at 49. It's gone up to 52. I, I Give me Chargers. Give me points. Give me the Baltimore nightlife. I'll be living it up. 94% on the Chargers? You're going to yeah. take them? You're, it's, I mean, the Ravens are a lock. I put that in as a lock. I don't even have to think twice about it. 6% on the Ravens, right? And here's the factor. They just started to get the roll there in the fourth quarter of the last game. That type of thing carries over. The Chargers just gave up 42 points, my friend. So yeah. the Ravens, they, they got everything clicking in the fourth quarter. That goes across the board. So that was Mark Andrews, who, by the way, at Aaron Torres Online, two weeks ago I said to buy low on him while he's sneaking up the joint because he's going to get real hot. So that happened already. And Marquise Hollywood Brown is really starting to find his way now. He's like basically on guardable. He can only stop himself. Anytime you look at Brown, he's wide open. If he's running a post, he's wide open. If he's running crossing, he's wide open. So either he catches it or he doesn't, but he's always open. So it's coming together for Baltimore, and the Chargers can't stop anything right now. You, my friend, said you didn't like the Browns' offense, and the Browns' offense dropped 42 points on them. So it's a lock. I'm taking Baltimore at 6% on them. I think they're going to – you know, you can't really blow the Chargers out because they're going to score, especially on the back end. If they Mm -hmm. have a bad start, they're going to get hot. So I'm going to say the Ravens will win it by 7 to 10 points maximum. No more than that. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll take the Chargers. I'll take the three points. And I understand what you're saying. And usually 94% makes you, makes you go the other way because I'm not, I'm not a guy who goes with the herd anyway. I always go the opposite of the herd. And I, but I, I can't – the Chargers are a good, good football team. I love what the coach is doing there in Los Angeles. He's going for it on fourth down. He's playing aggressive. He's used a lot, utilizing the time uh, left and right on the clock that's there. He doesn't go to the locker room with timeouts in his pot. Great, great coaching staff. I really like what they're doing in Los Angeles. So we'll, we'll be opposed again, John. That's like five, four or five in a row. Uh, yeah, next one. Quick one, quick one for you. Is Herbert the MVP right now? Oh, boy, you're trying to get into the, the DraftKings Sportsbook prop bets already, John. I don't know if we can get into that today. Our time has been running short for us t- today. We're, we're, we're scrambling to put the show together. But I, 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 is the MVP 
this two MVP candidates for sure, Herbert and Jackson. I think I even talked about Jackson in our AFC preview. If if the Baltimore Ravens ended up with the record that I thought they were going to have, Jackson was going to be my surefire lock for MVP. I, I love how both of these guys have been playing. I don't know. Lamar's having to do everything in Baltimore. He's having to do it all. Mm-hmm. I, I would say it's probably Herbert right now because he's a hot story for the year. Whereas Lamar Jackson's already been the story, right? Yeah. So one thing about picking the MVP, not only do you have to look at the stats and look at the player themselves, you have to say, who's everybody talking about? Because remember, it's voted on a lot by the media. So because it's such a hot story and Herbert hasn't won an MVP yet, it's only his second year. I feel like he's the hot name on the ballot. He would be my pick right now for MVP. Okay. All right. And and that's that we still got a little bit of time left in the season. Our next one, Cincinnati going to Detroit. I, I'm I'm having a tough time picking Detroit. It seems like if I pick them, they, they go the other way from whatever I think that they're gonna do that week, John. Cincinnati started out as one point favorites. The that now they're three and a half point favorites. The game total started out at forty seven. It's now at forty eight. You know how I love those Bengals. You know how I love those Bengals. I used to be a Bears fan, is what you said last week, and now I love those Bengals. But they're on the road, they're playing the Detroit. They play down to the competition is what you always say. Uh, that three and a half, I wish it didn't have the hook there on the end of that. And then I'd feel a little bit more comfortable. I sure do like the Bengals at one point better than I like them at three and a half. I reckon I, I'm going to have to take Detroit on this one, John, just because they're getting points and they're at home and eh, Cincinnati just kind of does enough to win. Yeah. Well, I like what you said there, partner, about Detroit's a team that just seems to baffle you in the picks, right? Uh, this is just a general advice, right? Because we do that here as well and pick a big skin winners. I have a couple of teams that no matter how I slice and dice it, no matter how I analyze it over the years, it's been the same two teams bite me in the behind. And that's Atlanta and the Rams. Those two teams, no matter how I look at it, I'm always on the wrong side. So as a better and as someone who plays on this stuff, you should know that, right? You should just say, look, I could try to look at the numbers. I could try to run it every which way. But guess what? There's 32 teams. So if there's a couple of teams that are giving me trouble, what am I messing with their games for? You know what I mean? So if you were betting in reality, you'd be staying away from Detroit at all costs. Um, However, in this case, I got to go with your team. I'm going to go with Cincinnati because that's a tough hangover. You got Dan Campbell, the coach. He's crying at the the press conference. Mm -hmm. The guys are exhausted. They keep coming back. They do everything they can. Then they lose at the end. And now Cincinnati gets a wake-up call. Because that's a game they should have won. They had two opportunities to kick the game-winning field goal against Green Bay, who's a better team. That's a game you have to have. I don't think they can afford to lose this game if they're serious about their team. So now that it's a game they have to win, and it's against a team that hasn't won, I'm taking Cincinnati. Okay. All right, fine. We're just going to be uh, fighting each other all weekend. We're going to another interesting text messages uh, uh, for between the two of us on Sunday about who's winning and who's losing this week. It'll probably end up being 50-50 when it's all said and done. John, the Rams, the team that you have trouble with, are playing against the New York Giant B squad, I think, at this point. is it, do, do they have a rookie team? Do they have a team that's just coming up from the triple A's and going to play this one? Because the Giants, don't have, they don't have anybody healthy right now, John. No, no, I I know they're all maybe coming back. They're all going to be out there in casts, and they're all going to have their arms wrapped up and everything. John, this looks like a lock for the Rams, but here's the point. Here's here's the scary part. They started out at three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Now they're nine-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. The game total was at 45-and-a-half. Now it's gone up to 48-and-a-half. Nine-and-a-half points on the Rams with a giant team that is that is 
they're pretty tough, John. They're pretty tough. I, 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 I get, I get worried about this game because I think that's a too many points for the Rams to cover. Try to t- try to convince me otherwise. Well, I'll tell you, this one's very simple, right? As of today, it's still undecided at the quarterback position for the Giants. Right. right. If it ends up being Mike Glennon, you got to put your money down on the Rams because uh, hypothetically, I could see the the Giants getting shut out because that's again, that's opportunity game. That's an opportunity game for the Rams defense that all of a sudden people are questioning them, right? Supposedly the best of the second best defense, not looking so good in the numbers and get and they're giving up points and yards to Geno Smith. What's going yeah. on over there with the Rams defense? So this would be a game where if Glennon was in there, they'd be salivating, right? They'd be absolutely salivating at the mouth. Aaron Donald, Ramsey, the whole gang, that would be a monster game. So if it's Glennon, you're going to take the Rams. However, I think from the reports the Giants are feeling pretty optimistic about Daniel Jones that by the time Sunday rolls around, he'll be the guy. So with that in mind, it's 29% on the Giants in a home game. And guess what? Their fill-in players are pretty darn good. Devontae Booker is one of the best backup running backs in the league. He's in there now. And Kadarius Toney is looking like one of the best rookies in the league at wide receiver. So for now, thinking that Daniel Jones is going to make it there, I'm going to take the Giants at 29%. Yeah, I I, I agree with you completely. Um, And even... Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll take the Giants too. I'll take the Giants. We're gonna have to agree on that one. I'm gonna have to agree <laughs> because I do like I do like the you. You won me over with saying that Booker was a high level backup, John. You you won me. You know he's one of my guys. You know he's one of my guys. Arizona, he bounced right back. He came in last week and he got a touchdown through the air and a touchdown on the ground immediately. As soon as yeah. he gets in the game, he makes things happen. Boy, I tell you, it's tough to watch that game last week. <laughs> Every play, a giant was going down. Good. That was right. Cardinals, Arizona going to Cleveland. I don't Cleveland might still be scoring right now. They might still be out there on the field running up the score if they can be. What a what a game. What a fourth quarter between them and the Chargers last week. That was something special. But Arizona's going there and I haven't seen any reports on this. I maybe I'm just not paying attention to the right reports. Kyler Murray's status. Tell me about Kyler Murray's status before we get in there. It looked like he banged up that shoulder or something last week again, and we know how big of a fall he had after he got injured last year. What's his status now, John? Yeah, I mean, he'll be okay. I mean, it was a, it's a, a bicep injury is what he has. Mm. But I'll tell you while he, he'll be okay because it's only 44% on the Cardinals, <laughs> and they're an undefeated team, right? So that that's telling us a lot right there. Uh, 44% on the Cardinals were getting the right price. It may not be that it's a huge Kyler Murray game on the stat sheet. It's just about getting the right opportunity as the better. So now you're getting an undefeated team going on the road, and you see what's happening here. People are saying Cleveland lost that game. That was a really tough loss. They need to bounce back at home, and the Cardinals are due for a loss. That's what people are saying, right? It's close. It's 56% on Cleveland, 44 in Arizona. That's pretty close. But you would think in a normal situation, in a normal year, if you have an undefeated team, there's no way they're ever going to be under 65% of the bets if they're undefeated, and right mm-hmm. now it's 44. So the way I look at it is it's possible, Kyler, maybe there'll be a few more handoffs. You might see some more James Conner. It was a quiet game for Chase Edmonds last week, so maybe you'll see a little bit more of him in the dump-off game. So you're right. Maybe it won't be a great fantasy game for Kyler. But the, it'll work out on the scoreboard at 44%. For us to take an undefeated team, I have to take Arizona there. Okay. Uh, Cleveland started out at four and a half point favorites. They've dropped down to three. The game total started out at 50. It's dropped down to 49 and a half. Anytime I can get an undefeated team uh, getting points, I'm just going to have to do that. And especially an undefeated team that looks as good as Arizona has. I'm going to trust that they're doing things right up there in Arizona, uh, even if they're going on the road. All right. The Las Vegas 
going to Denver. This game total started out at 47. It's dropped down to 44. Denver was three and a half point favorites at the beginning of the week. DraftKings Sportsbook has them at three and a half point favorites right now, John. I, I don't know what to do with Las Vegas. And and once again, last week, I, I wish we would have had that Gruden news whenever we picked everything. I don't know that I would have necessarily picked against the Bears because that that just rocks a that rocks a locker room. You know what I mean? And and they don't know what to do themselves. They're, they don't want to play for the guy. So a lot of things going on there. They've changed coaches now. I, Boy, John, this is a tough one, too. I think I'm going to have to take – boy, I'm going to have to take Denver. I don't think Las Vegas is, is ready for this. I, I'm going to have to take Denver on the road uh, at home. Yeah, well, this is going to be a fun week for us because there's two ways that a team can respond to a situation mm-hmm. like that, which is pack it up, we're done, or – just for the first week. And by the way, this is if you're an NBA better and an NBA coach ever gets fired in the middle of the year, take that team that night. The numbers are like nuts, right? So it's like a one-time thing. It doesn't mean it's going to last, but it's like a really quick rally by the guys and they come in hot. So the point for me is it's 68% on Denver and mm-hmm. the wheels are coming off this team. Now, you got sometimes you got to tout in this business. You got to say what you did and what you accomplished, right? Denver was 3-0. and the Raiders were 3-0. The Panthers were 3-0. I picked all three teams to lose back-to-back games against the spread and lose the game straight up, and I went 6-0, right? So Denver is a team that was fake at 3-0. They're not a real 3-0 team. And Las Vegas is only 32% on them right now, and I have to imagine, partner, by the time the kickoff comes, it'll be even more on Denver because of the Vegas negative news in all the papers and online, right? So I have to take Vegas at 32%. Both teams aren't good. They're fake three and two. I'll take Las Vegas. Dallas is still the – they're the last team standing against the spread. They are 5-0. and oh. uh, On the road, they're undefeated against the spread. At home, undefeated against the spread. This week, they travel to New England, a team that – well, I – John, they just they just start doing things the way the New England Patriots were used to watching them do things, right? That's just mm-hmm. not it's not happening now. Eighty three percent of the betting public is favoring with Dallas, even though this is one of those cross games. The Patriots were favored by one and a half points. Now Dallas is favored by three and a half. The point total has gone from forty eight all the way up to fifty one. I I'm, I got to take Dallas. I think Dallas could blow the Patriots out of the water. I don't like the Patriots' defense. I don't like how they're playing. I don't know if that team's quit on them. I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to have to take Dallas to stay undefeated against the spread. I think you're going to go New England. I think you're going to go New England because they're due for a victory. I got you duping and ducking and moving all over the place. I'm going to go with you, partner. I'm going to ah. go with Dallas because of what you said. I agree 100%. There's still the potential that the Cowboys could win by 14 points. That potential is there just because they're so much better player for player than New England right now, right? So with that potential in the back of your mind and you're getting a pretty decent line, you have to consider that. Now, I am worried that it's 83% on them because, like I said, it's a sharp week. And I don't think New England quit on their coach because you saw what happened last week. If they Mm -hmm. wanted to quit, they could have quit against the Texans, called it a year at one and four, and just packed it up until next year. So they, they didn't quit. But I just think Dallas is a higher class team uh, across the board and with that potential in the back of my mind that they could pull away maybe the third quarter maybe the fourth quarter also a slow start offensively for Dallas last game and then they got the momentum going maybe they ride that momentum into a good first half there's a lot of ways Dallas could pull away so overall considering all those factors I'm going to go with you and I'll take the Cowboys 
I think you sound like a smart guy saying that going with me. I like that. Thank you. Seattle on the road against Pittsburgh on Sunday night. All right, Seattle, this game total started out at 48. It's dropped down to 42 and a half. I'll give credit to Geno Smith as quarterback for that point total dropping by almost six points. And Pittsburgh started out at two and a half point favorites. They've gone up to five, John. Five, I'll give credit to Ben Roethlisberger's resurgence, finding the fountain of youth, getting a couple extra shots in his shoulder before the game to be able to play really, really well is what that was. All right, Pittsburgh all at home. They're favored by only five against a backup quarterback, maybe a backup running back. I'll take Pittsburgh all day, all night, John. This looks like a lock for me, a lock. Yep, yep, I'm with you all the way, partner. No hesitation on this because the easy answer is Geno was way too hot. For him to come in ice cold after seven years off, to come in with a hot drive and a half like he had, try doing that at Pittsburgh with that defense, right? That ain't going to happen. So Pittsburgh's defense is going to be locked in. Um, Big Ben, you know, was interesting last week because obviously what they did was stretch the field more and try to stretch out the defense so they didn't crowd the line. So that was a great idea, and they have to continue doing that. However, I will tell you, I watched two quarters of that game. There were three balls that could have been picked that did not get picked. So it's not going to be a runaway. It's not going to be a runaway because Ben is still shaky. They're doing the right thing with strategy, but there's still ways that they could struggle. So this is going to be a a straight up one for me. I'll take the Steelers to win this game by exactly a touchdown and an extra point. Seven point victory for the Steelers. You talk about interceptions that could have been, you know, Deontay Johnson, those those offensive players for the Pittsburgh Steelers have had drop issues themselves. So maybe Ben Roethlisberger has a little strategy when he throws the ball that he doesn't allow anybody to catch it. (laughs) (laughs) Buffalo. Buffalo off that huge victory on on was it Monday? It was Sunday night. They played on Sunday night uh, against the Chiefs. They're traveling down here. Come on down, boys. Come on down. They're traveling to Tennessee. They got to come down here in the raucous environment of the South on a Monday night. Buffalo was favored by two and a half after that big victory. Now they're favored by five and a half points the Tennessee Titans uh point total uh, or let me say the point total for the game started out at 53 and a half it stayed at 54 John I know what Buffalo does I know how good of a team that is but man they, they gotta have a little letdown moment right here a, just a little re- letdown moment and Tennessee will be playing above their heads a little bit in the first half the thing is will Tennessee be able to keep it close enough to cover that spread I I don't think they will. I, that Tennessee defense is t- uh, horrible, horrible. And I think Buffalo, look, Trevor Lawrence almost rushed it in several times last week against them. Trevor Lawrence had a day last week against the, t- the Titans. It may not have showed up, but I watched that game. And I think Josh Allen is 400 times better than than Trevor Lawrence. So I'm going to take <laughs> Buffalo in this one. I, they may sleepwalk through the first half, but they'll they'll come out. The cream will rise to the top. I'll tell you one thing about Buffalo is when they're on a national stage, they like to show off, right? This is not a team that if they get up 14 points in the first half, they're going to pull off the reins and say, we're comfortable with this victory. They, when they, everybody's watching, they have a good attitude. Like if you know Josh Allen, right? If you've ever seen the guy, watch his mannerisms, listen to him talk, look at his development. He's a cocky kid, right? He, he knows how to be professional. You may not get the exact words, that make it sound like he's cocky, but just watch the guy carry himself. He he likes beating the people up. He likes running up the score, right? So he no, it's it's true. And Sean McDermott's the same way. He's a sneaky coach, right? One of the best in the game, without a doubt. He's doing it year and year, time and time again. So we like Sean McDermott. This is it's eighteen percent, so it is very tempting to take Tennessee at home at eighteen percent of the public bets on them. But I I think Buffalo likes to keep showing people 
this is it's us now. It's not KC. It's not Baltimore. It's not the Chargers. It's us. Buffalo Bills dominate the AFC. I'm going to take Buffalo. Okay, I, I put you down for Buffalo, uh, and that's it. It's a short slate, John. We had a short slate of games. We wanted to get into some of these point totals and stuff, but once again, we had to rush to do this show. So I want to stay out of those until last, until next week when we have another short game, uh, no, another short slate as well, so we can concentrate on them a little bit more because there's some very interesting win totals and prop bets that are out there, John. And and look. I love getting into those things. Those are some of my favorite ones to talk about. You and I always talk about those. I got three locks. I want to know what your locks are. Mine are going to be, the I think, the last three games we did. Dallas, Pittsburgh, and Buffalo. Those are the games I felt most confident in picking after we got done talking about them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Minnesota, for sure, for me, okay. right? Because you got Darnold going against a defense that is improving, in my opinion. So that's one for sure, Minnesota. You're going to have to lay the line down somewhere on the sharp games, right? You're right. going to have to, as the better, make a choice. The sharp games are probably going to be Washington with 14% on them, right? Chicago with 25% on them. New England, who I'm not picking, but it's 17% on them. And 18% on Tennessee. Out of those four games, you're probably going to have to find a lock pick in there. I would say for me, that pick is going to be the Bears because they've been good for me. When I go with the Bears, they're yep. good. It's 25% on them. So I have a lock in Minnesota. I have a lock in the Bears, and then, oh, yeah, it is tough down the end there, but I like Vegas because, I, like I said, I think the percentage on Denver is going to go up by the time we get to the kickoff, and we're recording here earlier in the week, so I'm going to take Vegas as my third lock. Okay. Yeah, you know why you do so well in those Chicago games? You just do the opposite of whatever I say. That's what you do on the on the Bears game. You know, I'm so emotionally involved in those. And Justin Fields has got me going circles. And Maggie's got me going. Pace has got me going in circles. You say, whatever Wes says, I'm just going to go and I'm going to lay down in the other corner. That's what I'm going to do. Johnny Smart Guy. Johnny Smart Guy. Hey, John, great job here on Pick and Pick Skin winners on Aaron Torres Media. As always, we want to encourage everybody to do the things that you need to do to try to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today as you know our show pick and big skin winners as well as the dfs flash on aaron torres media has partnered with DraftKings, and they've got an incredible deal for you all october long new users bet one dollar on any mlb playoff game nhl or nfl game and win 100 dollars in free bets if their mlb team records a hit their nhl team scores a goal or their football team scores a point in their football game that's right $1 if your team gets one hit, point or goal, and you end up with $100 in free bets. To take advantage of this offer, click the link that is in the podcast description below. Uh, make your first deposit. Place a $1 wager on NFL, MLB, or NHL game. If either team, you know, scores a point, blah, 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 you're going to get that. It's the best offer in the biz. Without a doubt right now, I haven't seen it matched by any other site. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. Do it responsibly. Let's get some pick and pig skin winners.